This episode of the Expat Cast is brought to you by Lingoda. Lingoda is an online language school that is famous for their sprints. Basically, you challenge yourself to take 15 classes per month for three months, and if you do so, you get 50% of your money back. Or the most ambitious among us can challenge themselves to a super sprint where they say they'll do 30 classes a month for three months, and they would get 100% of their cash back. They offer German, French, Spanish, English, and business English all online, all with teachers who are native speakers, and the class sizes are mega small. I'm talking maximum five people. I tried Lingoda at the top of the year to get going on my French learning and I really actually enjoyed the online format, especially in Corona times. Now you might remember me saying that the deadline to sign up was October 15th, but Lingoda actually reopened signups for one final call. So now you have until October 27th. As said, this is your last call and this is actually the last sprint of the year. Sign up with the code expatcast2 to save 20 euros on the 49 euro deposit for the classes. Best of luck to everyone participating. Have fun. Happy language learning with Lingoda. Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm very excited that we are getting back to the Travel Germany series with today's episode. As you've already seen in the title, we are heading up north to Kiel with Jordan, and I'm very, very thrilled about this episode. Even editing it, there were just a lot of things that got me really excited. Uh, I'm craving Krittersport now. But anyway, that aside, you'll get to that all in a minute. (laughs) I first wanted to put the call out there for anyone else who lives in a place that would be good to do a Travel Germany episode about. So the whole concept of the Travel Germany series is looking into places within Germany that you maybe wouldn't think of to visit or especially international visitors would not go there. So typically I'm talking about smaller towns and even villages, like we did one on Freiburg, of course, first off because it's great, Um, but second off because it's a place that like, yeah, some Germans have vacationed to, but not that many people think to purposely go there. Like it's more one of those places that like everyone knows someone who went to university here and so they end up going there, but It's not on people's bucket lists. And I I think it should be genuinely and not just because I'm biased, though also very much so because I'm biased. So I started the series for places like that. So we've covered Dessau, we've covered uh, Görlitz, we've talked about Nuremberg and a couple other places. We even covered a couple neighborhoods in Berlin. So if you live in a city in Germany, but you want to highlight some of the neighborhoods or parts of town that are not the places that people are going to, I'm also open to that. And I want to hear about this place from you personally. So an expat who lives there and what they love about it, what makes them want to call it home and what kind of things are they excited to show people when you know, their friends and family come to visit and they're like, well, it's not the part of Germany I thought I'd be coming to, but here I am. So what should I do? Like, that's what I want to know. So I was thinking I would really love to do an episode on Heidelberg. I feel like that's an obvious one that is somewhere that people like to go to. But I don't know. I know of Heidelberg from like my German textbooks. (laughs) And I don't actually know what you do other than look at the castle. So like anyone live in Heidelberg and want to tell me about it, I would be very open to hearing more. Um, I'm also fascinated by Saarbrücken and like Saarland in general, but like specifically Saarbrücken because like what else is even in Saarland? I don't even know. So if anyone's in Saarbrücken, reach out, let me know. Um, I'm now looking at a map of Germany because I'm like, what else is even in Germany? Like what's in the middle? I don't even really know. I think 
Turingen as a state is somewhere there. And I've had Turinger Wurst and it's really yummy. So like the sausage from that area is good, but like I don't even know what cities are there. Or okay, here I'm seeing Kassel. I've heard of that. That's kind of in the middle. Is that a place people should go? Do you live there? Come tell me about it. Um, same goes with Munster. Oh, that would be a cool one. Anyone live in Munster? Okay, now I'm just naming German cities, so I'll stop. But point being, <laughs> if you live in any of those places or somewhere else that's small and unexpected but very wonderful and you think people should visit, reach out to me at theexpatcast at gmail.com or slide into my DMs over on Instagram or on Twitter. Um, in both places, I'm at theexpatcast. I have one more Travel Germany episode slotted for this season, but I would love to do two to three more. So please hit me with suggestions and yeah, let's make this happen. But for now, let's head up to the north, the far north, the real north, evidently. Let's head to Kiel. I am Jordan. I am originally from Washington, D.C., and I now live in Kiel, Germany. I've been here about nine, ten months, um, but I've actually been in Germany collectively like seven or eight years. Oh, wow. Okay. So where else have you lived within Germany? So I started out, this was back in 2006, 2007. Um, I did like a summer exchange and I was in Mainz in Wiesbaden. And then I did a semester abroad in college in Tübingen, so far south. And then I did my master's in Heidelberg for a year and a half. And I lived in Hamburg for four years before making it up to, as they say, the real north, Kiel. <laughs> Man, but you've really like hopped around. I bet you have such a good perspective on a bit of a range of Germany, but then also like what you do and don't like within a place to live in this fine country. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I always said having like been down south, oh, there's no better place in Germany than the south. I could never live anywhere else in Germany. And now that I'm up north, I'm like, oh, there's no way I would ever go back to the south. I'm staying up north. Really? Okay, because I definitely feel the first part of what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a little biased. A bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I'm also not like a super hot weather person. That makes sense, though. And um, before we get into Kiel and the area, I do want to hear a little bit about you. So what's your whole Germany story in a nutshell? It goes all the way back to high school when... They were like, okay, do you want to take Spanish, French, or German? And everyone in the U.S. is like, take Spanish. It will be so useful. But my last name is, well, in German, Wagner, Wagner. So I was like, I want to take German. I want, want to be a bit different. And then I ended up having um, a fantastic German teacher in high school. And when I went off to college, I continued my German there. And I had such a great experience that I studied abroad. And I was even able to major in Germanic uh, languages and literature. 
I think like most kids coming out of college, you're 22, 23, you're not really sure what you're going to do. So I told my parents, okay, I found this really cool master's program in Germany, in Heidelberg. I'll be gone 18 months. Don't worry, I'll be back. Famous last words. (laughs) Famous last words. So this uh, September, it will be eight years since I moved over, I did have like a year long stint going to business school in Scotland, but I've never moved back to the US since. When I was in Heidelberg, I happened to meet a German guy, and the rest is history. So you have a nice mixture of like several different, I feel like there's like three main categories of how people move. It's like love, work, or school. And you've got two out of three. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I was really lucky when I decided I was in Scotland and doing long distance with the German man I had met. And I decided, well, I'm just going to move back to Germany. And I got lucky and got quite a good job. Man, that is awesome. It's like you're um, setting yourself up for future success by starting to learn German and then studying abroad and like all of these things that happened. You seem like like it just all is like falling into place, but also you're you've been steadily working to make this good life for yourself here. And it's I mean, it sounds like it's working great. Yeah. <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> well, let's start getting into Kiel then. I, I was telling you when we were setting this up, I was so excited. Uh, I knew you lived somewhere in the north and and sort of on an ocean, um, but I didn't know where exactly until we started talking. And I'm thrilled that it's Kiel because um, <laughs> it's been on my list for a while, actually, because friends of mine had it on their list of places they wanted to see. And I brought it up to a couple people this week as we gear up to recording. And so many people are like, yeah, there's just something about this place. Yeah, so it's going to be really cool to hear all about it. But we'll start at the very beginning. What first brought you to Kiel? And what was your first impression of it? Was it was it love at first sight, love at first visit, or more of a slow burn? Yeah, I would definitely say it was more of a slow burn. But I also was in this situation that I didn't realize at first I would ever be moving to Kiel. So my fiance is from Kiel, born and raised here. But he had been living prior to me moving back to Germany in 2016. He had been in Hamburg for five years. So when I moved back, we were in Hamburg and I absolutely loved it there. We would come to Kiel on the weekends and we would come and do all the touristy things here and go to the the big festivals and the popular spots to eat. But I never really thought I would move here. Like it was a very nice place to visit. But it just happened to be a combination of his company is based out of Kiel. So it always kind of was in the back of our mind. One day we will move here. It's a much better place to start a family than Hamburg where Even to live in a tiny apartment, you're going to be paying through the roof. And then when Corona hit and we realized I was going to permanently be in home office, whereas I had been in an office job from nine to six every day, five days a week, we realized, oh, maybe this is the perfect opportunity to kind of take this leap from Hamburg to Kiel. We got an amazing apartment up here overlooking the water and an amazing balcony. And it was kind of a sign that we needed to move up to Kiel. And so I think we did it in about two months. It was love at first sight for the apartment and the view. 
I'm not sure if it was love at first sight for Keel itself. It's definitely growing on me. It's not this traditional German city that you think about. So when you think of Heidelberg or Freiburg, all these places I've been before, they have these, the Altstadt, the old town, and they have the cobblestone streets and the castles. You don't have any of that in Kiel. It is home to, I think it's the largest German naval base. Oh, wow. And it's been here since the 1800s meaning that Kiel was almost completely bombed out during World War II. So there's really nothing of the original city that's left from before the war. Wow. Oh, that makes such a difference. Did they rebuild it in the style of back then? or They just kind of rebuilt as quickly as possible. I think like a lot of when you go to Hamburg, you see this as well. Although I think Hamburg has a bit more of the charm still left to it, but because they just had to get the infrastructure built back up as quickly as possible, they weren't concerned with how are we building it? Does it look like the old buildings? They kind of just used whatever they had and did it as quickly as possible. So there are a few older streets. Um, My future mother-in-law lives on one of them that still has all the old apartments and you can tell that it like what Kiel kind of would have felt like back then but the rest of the city is much more on first glance a bit more sterile in a sense Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you mean because there's some places you go in Germany and you can just tell that they rebuilt yeah they rebuilt quickly and you just look at the place and you know that it got bombed flat because yeah. of this feeling. And it's it's hard to describe, but once you've experienced it, you know. And then versus there's other places that either got bombed less or were they more focused on the aesthetics when they rebuilt. And so it does kind of look old still. But yeah, I think that's a part of Germany that a lot of tourists don't really get to know because they go to places that are picture perfect, you know, or the, the major big cities um, where it's a totally different story anyway. So I read somewhere once that Kiel, I read this somewhere, someone told me this, so I'm not sure if it's accurate or not, but that it was like one of the top five most bombed cities during all of World War II, just because of its strategic location and having the whole Navy here. It was a really strategic point for the Germans, so it was heavily targeted. Well, okay, so we, we've hinted at a couple important facts about Kiel, but um, for anyone who's listening who hasn't heard of it, what are three things that they should know right off the bat? Kiel is right on the water, obviously. It's on the Baltic Sea. If you're really into sports, Kiel is known for their handball. Huh. I had no idea. Um, as an American, handball is not a popular sport at all, but we have like one of the best handball teams in the country and they're always winning the handball championship. I would have to Google to like figure out what even, what does handball even look like? What even is the game? I have no, I've heard of it here definitely for sure, but like, that's so it's funny. kind of like when I've seen it, I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like dodgeball in a way, but like a little more organized than dodgeball. <laughs> I have no idea, but they're really into 
They're really into their handball here. Um, I kind of love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just won the championship. And like, instead of having a parade, all the players went on a giant yacht-sized boat all through (laughs) the waterway in front of Kiel. And they had music blaring. And it was quite funny. I was like, only up here they would do that. But (laughs) And then... I think something else that's kind of just like a fun fact about Kiel, number one, it was host of like all of the water sports for the 1936 Olympics that were hosted in Berlin, and then also the Olympics in the 70s that were hosted in Munich. So you can find the Olympic rings at a lot of different harbors here and locations because that's where they had the sailing events and everything like that. Oh, that is really cool and interesting because, I mean, Berlin, I imagine it's not that close, but also not that far. But Munich is a real hike. Yeah, Munich's like eight hours. And they had, I mean, if you want to talk about ugly uh, buildings, you should look at the housing that they built in the 70s in Kiel to host all the Olympic athletes. It's (laughs) just concrete. (laughs) Do you know how far away, um, well, you mentioned also Hamburg. So like how far to get to Hamburg and how far to get to Berlin? From Kiel to Hamburg, it's just about an hour. And Berlin, I think it's about two and a half, three hours. Well, I guess one more question in that direction is, do you know how long it would take to get to the Danish border? Yes, I can get to the Danish border from Kiel in a little over an hour. That's so cool. That's actually the reason that my friend gave me for wanting to visit Kiel that got me interested in it too. It's like we live down here um, in Freiburg, close to France, close to Switzerland. So we have those influences. But it would be so interesting to see a part of Germany that probably, if anything, has more influence of Denmark and, and other sort of northern Scandinavian countries. Oh, definitely. And I mean, my background is partially in politics and something I find really interesting because Kiel is the Hauptstadt, so like the capital city of Schleswig-Holstein, the state that we're in. And usually when a party doesn't get 5% of a vote, they're not allowed to be in parliament. But there's a special exception in Schleswig-Holstein that the Danish minority, even if they don't have 5%, they continue to have representation in the local state parliament here. Oh, that is really interesting. So it's really like a felt connection there. Yeah, and there's there's quite a few Danish schools, even in Kiel alone, but as you get closer to the border, so the kids, it's they're either bilingual or just fully Danish-speaking schools. Wow. So let's say I'm I'm coming up to Kiel and I've got a weekend to spend. What are the things that right away you're like, okay, well, you have to do this. You have to see this. You have to eat this. You have to drink this. What's that list look like? Yeah. So the number one thing that you have to do when you come up to Kiel is you have to go to the local beaches. I mean, Kiel is at the base of like a furda. It's not actually like a fjord in the typical sense, but it's a very like oval shape and we're right at the bottom of it. So you can either go on the east side or the west side, which definitely has a bit of a rivalry. So I'm team west side, but there are beaches on both sides that are absolutely gorgeous. You can spend the whole weekend just going from uh, California to Brazil because that's the name of the beaches. So people come up here and they're like, I'm going to California for the weekend or (laughs) I'm going to Brazil. Um, 
but I think my favorite beach is Stranda. It's actually uh, close to where the Olympics were held and it's absolutely gorgeous. You can walk the promenade, go on the beach, uh, get a fish brooch in. So a typical fish sandwich that's super popular up here in the north. And I think that would be the best way to spend your weekend. I also recently went to just because I, like I said, I love politics, I love history. And we recently went to the Naval Museum that they have here, which was absolutely fantastic. It's in German and English. So if you don't know German, that's totally okay. And then there's this amazing viewpoint at the top of a memorial. I think it's 50 something meters high. And it's this gorgeous viewpoint of all of Kiel, the water, all the ships coming and going. So it's a really awesome location to visit. And then if you're into ships, I think something that's like a fun fact about Kiel is we are at the one side of the Kiel Canal. So this connects the Baltic Sea to the North Sea, which means that all of the cargo ships don't have to go around Denmark and try to maneuver. And I think it is, don't quote me on this, but I actually read it was more heavily trafficked than the Suez Canal and the Panama Canal. So you can come watch all the ships like going into the locks, going up, going down, which is quite fun, especially for kids to see. That's so cool. And I had no idea it even existed. Yeah. What? I actually always had in my head that it was all Hamburg. Like Hamburg was the shipping hub. I would have thought Hamburg was the naval port. Like I just assumed it was all that. And so this is so fascinating. Yeah. I I feel like when I lived in Heidelberg, no one even told me like Germany was on the Baltic Sea and the North Sea. Like that just never crossed my mind that there was all this water north. And I felt quite naive when I started learning about all the different islands of Germany and the waterways up here. But most of it, like the cargo ships don't actually stop in Kiel. That is definitely more Hamburg where you have shipments coming in and out. But obviously the canal is super important for anything coming from the Atlantic that needs to get into the Baltic Sea. Right. I, I always do like to ask, I'm a fan of beer myself, and we we are talking about Germany. This is one of their pride and joys. So are there any sort of specific types of beer that are the standard kind up in that region or even in that city? It's more local, but it's a really good brewery. I absolutely love going to it because not only can you buy their beer all around Kiel and Schleswig-Holstein, but you can also, they actually have a brewery in Kiel and you can go there and they have like food trucks come and stuff like that. And it's called Lilla. They have a really good Helles, so just like a light beer and also a Pils, um, And then they also have, I mean, this is more in Hamburg, but it's also, I think, kind of been adapted to northern Germany as a whole, like an Alsterwasser, um, just because the Alster is the big body of water in Hamburg. And, oh, don't quote me on this, but I think it's like a Radler of some sort. So a mix of like Sprite or lemonade and beer. I personally don't like it, um, but (laughs) I know that people do love this beer, but obviously 
I like to go more towards the local one. The Lilla is very, very delicious. So you mentioned earlier that there is an Altstadt in Kiel, but it's it's maybe not what you'd expect from it since it was so rebuilt. So if you're if you're in town for the weekend, is there anywhere that like you should take yourself on a little walking tour of or like any specific churches or buildings or markets to check out? Yeah, so when I kind of talk about like the Altstadt of Kiel, it's really only one or two streets. So, but definitely if you're coming to Kiel for a weekend, you need to go to the Kielinia. It's like the main road along the water, and it's in my favorite neighborhood of Dustenbrook. So, there's like a very big forest, um, and you can go walking through it. There's like a beer garden in it. And then when you walk out of it, you're almost at the water and can walk along the Kielinia. So there's places on the Kielinia to stop for the fish brochen, the fish sandwich, or to grab a coffee or an ice cream. If someone was coming up for a weekend, um, maybe they, you know, do the city, do some beaches. But since you're saying it's pretty small in the actual city itself, that lends itself very nicely to making day <laughs> trips. So that's the next question is, what are some day trips that you could take from Kiel? Yeah, I think the most important question would be for you, how much time do you have? Because <laughs> I could go on and on. I think my number one day trip I tell everyone to do, even if you're not in Kiel, if you're somewhere else in Schleswig-Holstein, if you're in Hamburg, you have to go to Zilt. It's an island in the North Sea. I always tell people it's like the Martha's Vineyard of Germany or of Europe in general. It's a very, very ritzy island. All you see are Porsches, Ferraris, really high-end Rolls Royces. We were just there about a month ago, and the amount of wealth on the island is unimaginable. You can't even put words on how much money you see on this island, but it's kind of like this secret German vacation spot for the wealthy from Hamburg, from Berlin, from Munich. They all come up to this island, but just going for a day trip is totally affordable. You can rent bikes. There's a lot to see and do. So that would be my number one day trip for sure. And you can get there. You said it's an island, but I'm assuming there's yeah to get there. <laughs> yeah. So you can either drive and it's about two and a half hours. And then right the last like exit before you get to Zilt, there's a train station and you just roll your car on the train. It takes you over. It takes about 30 minutes and then it lets you off right in the center of Zilt. Or else from Kiel, you can take a train. I think it's about two and a half hours. A couple other day trips, I would recommend um, anything along the Schlei, which is a waterway about 45 minutes away from Kiel. It's kind of just like a big inlet. I don't know how many kilometers it is, maybe 20 or 30 kilometers All along there are small little villages and fishing um, ports and things like that. And it actually became very popular because the Vikings settled there. It was used as like a big waterway to kind of transport things up to either Denmark or the Baltic Sea. But now you're just left with a lot of like really adorable towns. So you can go to Schleswig, you can go to Kapun. 
Um, you can go see the old Viking settlements, so you can't really go wrong picking any of the towns along there to go visit. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site and everything. Wow. There are so many hidden gems up there, like cheese. Yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe hit us with one or two more day trips, because otherwise I'm going to get overwhelmed and be like, okay, I need like two weeks up here. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many. So like you kind of alluded to earlier on, going up to Denmark. So I actually went the beginning of July, my fiance and I went to Zondenberg, which is about two hours from Kiel. Um, You go through Flensburg, which is another, I would say like the next big city in Schleswig-Holstein besides Kiel, right on the border. And then we actually went to Zondenberg. It's right on a harbor, very like colorful painted houses. And we happened to like be there on the day that they were commemorating the 100th reunion a part of Denmark with Germany I'm not really sure all I know is that there were the whole Danish royal family was there oh my god total (laughs) coincidence we had no idea um the German president showed up but it's an adorable town um it's a really cute harbor you can get like a Danish hot dog you know the typical Danish ice cream so that is another awesome day trip and You can also then go over, if you go in the other direction, to Mecklenburg-Vorpommern and either go to some of the islands there, or you can also go to Schwerin, which is the the big castle. It's like the the main city, the capital city of Mecklenburg-Vorpommern, and the government is just in this massive castle there that's absolutely gorgeous. And then on the way back, you can hit up Lübeck which is another really quaint, adorable city. So I could just go on and on about all of the day trips you can do. I can also see why you're really warming up to living there because it's like whether or not the place, the immediate place is the most scenic or picturesque or something, you have all of this within reach. Like you just can't get bored. (laughs) Exactly. We've just been so lucky being able to do all these outdoor things and explore all of these areas given even like given the circumstances right now. So it's been very nice being here for that reason. You mentioned stumbling across a festival in the one city (laughs) um, celebrating the reunification (laughs) or whatever with Denmark. Are there any other local like Kiel or area sort of festivals or traditions that you would say, oh, this is like a really cool time of year to come and try to try to make it for this? The number one festival in Kiel is Kieler Woche. So Kiel Week. And it is actually the largest sailing festival in the world. So I think a couple million people come every year. It's usually the last full week of June. Kielerwoche is massive. There are fireworks. It's hundreds of sailboats. There are sailing races every single day. And then for people who are just visiting and maybe not into sailing or they don't have a sailboat, you can just walk along the Kiolinia that I was talking about before, the main street right by the water. There's hundreds of food stands and entertainment. And they even bring up from Munich, like one of the, I think it's the Hofbrau tent. And they kind of like have a little mini beer festival in it. Nice. Yeah, they have musical performances. So that would definitely be the number one time to come to Kiel. But really, you can't go wrong coming 
any time in the summer. Like I said, you can come up in the winter, but it's cold. The wind is absolutely crazy up here. The wind is very vicious. Uh, it actually doesn't really snow up here because huh. we're right on the water, which makes it a bit more temperate. So you just get these really biting cold temperatures, but no snow. So definitely come up in the summer. You can enjoy the beaches. You can enjoy the sunshine when it's warm out. And it's an absolute fantastic time. And can you actually get in the water in summer or is it still too cold? Oh, no, 100% you can get in. I mean, I guess it depends on your tolerance of what you consider cold. But but they also have like little swimming areas right in the city where you can just jump in the water and it's pretty nice. That sounds really cool. I don't know if you know this, but you're talking to a Pisces right now. So all of this (laughs) water talk is like, mm hmm. I'm in. Maybe you just have to move up here. I right now my gut instinct is like I could never, but I don't know. Now you told me you've gotten converted, so I'm like, well, who knows? Exactly. <laughs> well, and speaking of me, it's it's time for the most selfish question of the episode, which is <laughs> if there are any cool libraries or bookstores in Keeler, the area, because. I am a librarian by trade and a book lover my whole life. Um, And that's one of the main things I always try to do when I go somewhere new. Well, I hate to be a bit of a disappointment because I am a total bookworm like you. But I have to be honest, I haven't explored the bookshop library scene as much. And so another thing I love to hear from people is, you know, now you've given us so many good tips and we've gotten such a good picture of Kiel and what this area, you know, is and what it feels like. But to bring it back to you and to bring it back to the personal, because that's what this is all about in the end. What's your favorite spot to just like sit and exist <laughs> in this area? It kind of depends the mood I'm in. There's a couple places I really like. I mean, obviously... I just love walking along the Kiolinia, along the water. I think I'm absolutely spoiled to wake up every morning, look out my window, and have this amazing, fantastic view of the water. And if you even want to bring that question home, I would say one of my favorite spots is just sitting on my balcony, whether I'm reading. Um, Our balcony is about 20 square meters. So we have a nice big couch and I'm able to lounge around. And I just try not to take for granted this amazing view and amazing apartment that I get to live in here. But on a weekend in the morning, I love to go to a local coffee shop called Impulse. They're just a small shop in Kiel. They have the most delicious lattes They're so friendly, always have a smile on their face. So that would be like my go-to morning spot. And then my go-to afternoon spot would be a place called John's Burgers. They're hands down, as an American, as a meat lover, the best hamburgers I've ever had in my entire life. Like in all of Germany, potentially even in the US as well. Absolutely delicious. They are owned by an American, which is maybe why they're so delicious. And then in the evening, if I'm just wanting to relax with friends or meet up with people, there is a local kind of bar hangout called the Zandhofen. And it's literally a sandy pontoon that's floating out in the water. 
I mean, like it's tied to the dock, so it's not going to float away, <laughs> but no, it's, it's a really cool location and it's got this like beachy vibe and obviously it's only open during the summer months. I think we went the day that the lockdown ended here and it was exactly 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So zero degrees Celsius. And we were out there having a beer and a glass of wine because I was like, it's just the principle. We have to go <laughs> on the first day that lockdowns ended. But I spend a lot of evenings there with friends and catching up. And it's just a very like chill, nice atmosphere. Oh, that sounds so relaxing and, and special. And okay, yeah, I can see it. I can see it now. I feel like exactly what you just described is kind of an ideal day. You go to the one coffee place, you wander around, get a burger, and then have a drink. Like that's yeah, I'm in. I'm sold. Have, have I convinced you to make the move yet, Nicole? <laughs> well, you've at least convinced me to visit. But for anyone who's not yet, who's playing hard to get, this is your final chance. An elevator pitch for Kiel. Well, I think the number one thing is with it being located on the Baltic Sea, it's kind of this charming city location, but you have an access to a wide array of beaches and other outdoor locations, whether you want to go hiking or just walking along the beach. Um, and like we've kind of already discussed, it's close to Hamburg, only an hour away. It's only an hour from the Danish border, so it makes it such a great jumping off point to explore the rest of Schleswig-Holstein and other German states and even up into Denmark. That is a solid pitch. I like. I have nothing to say because you convinced me so long ago. <laughs> um, with that, we're going to round the corner and head to home with the ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. It's a rapid fire <laughs> question round where I'm going to ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it, overthinking it. You just go with your gut. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is your very favorite type of cheese? Ooh, a cheddar cheese. I love cheddar cheese. And if you get like a little spicy mustard on it and, mm. you know, not to to pull this back into Kiel, there's like a cheese, they call it the Käsestrasse, like the cheese street. What? In Schleswig-Holstein. Holstein and you can go to all these different like cheese making shops and so we've been exploring a bunch of those oh my god how are you just mentioning that now I have to go to the cheese street this is amazing yeah it's, it's really delicious I just found it awesome okay number two um what is your favorite way to consume chocolate in Germany could be a favorite chocolate bar or a chocolate type of I don't know thing what's your favorite chocolate in Germany well, I have to say Rittersport because I do all the digital marketing for the U.S. and Canada. So what? That's so freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to say, yeah, Rittersport. I particularly love the honey salted yes. milk chocolate bar. Amazing. I know exactly what you mean. It's like a honey nut. Salt. It's a honey almonds, honey yes. salted almond. I yes. should know this. <laughs> oh my God. I actually, I usually, when I eat chocolate, I'm very responsible. I have just like a tiny corner, not even a full piece, depending on how big the pieces are. That one, I have literally consumed the entire package in one. It's so good. Oh, I have I have multiple bars in my desk. I also really like peppermint, which I know is controversial. You either love chocolate and peppermint together or you hate it but I absolutely love like the mint chocolate combo yes I am with you actually I'm I'm, I'm pro chocolate mint yeah 
Okay, okay, okay. And finally, if you were on a flight to the US and you could only watch one movie on repeat for the entire flight, what would you choose? Oh, Legally Blonde. Yeah, that's such a good one. Such a great movie. Oh man, you've you've given us so much this episode and I'm like even blown away and loving your sex, sex, sex. Um, <laughs> we, we mentioned several things like your, your view from your balcony or a couple of your favorite spots. And I actually kind of have an inkling of what these look like because I follow you on Instagram. But if people don't follow you on Instagram, tell us where they can find you there and tell us about your blogs. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Jordan B. Wagner. Then I run two blogs. So I have Wayfaring with Wagner, which is a more general European travel blog. Um, It has a lot of Germany destinations, but also places in France and Scotland and stuff like that. But I've also recently started a new blog called Hamburg and Beyond. So Moving up here, I realized, especially to Kiel in Schleswig-Holstein, there aren't really any English resources for people wanting to come visit this region. When I moved here, everything was in German and I was, or am lucky enough that I was able to read it and understand it all. But I really wanted to make Schleswig-Holstein more accessible to the tourists or to non-German speakers in Germany. So I created this blog, Hamburg and Beyond, and it focuses on not only Hamburg and Kiel, but all of these little spots that we've talked about in Schleswig-Holstein. So a lot of the islands and these smaller towns and everything like that. And I also throw in some travel hacks, like how to get the best deals on Deutsche Bahn and everything to kind of make your time traveling as easy as possible. That sounds incredible. So yeah, I mean, you already mentioned several of the really great day trips from the area, but it sounds like anyone going on a trip up there could totally just fall down the rabbit hole of your blog and get some really, really good ideas of of what to do. That's that's awesome. And congrats on, on launching the new project. That's really Thank great. Thank you. It was, it was my uh, COVID lockdown project. Girl, we all need one to get through. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun getting to talk to you after, as I said, following you on, on Instagram for so long. These were some fire tips. So I'm a very strong South Germany loyalist, but you're you're winning me over. I'm I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm very glad to hear that, Nicole. And thank you so much for having me on. Like I said, and like we talked about, we followed each other on Instagram and have talked back and forth, but it's so nice to like be able to actually have a conversation and talk about all these places together. Yeah. And we have our whole agenda plan for when I come up there and visit and we become real. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, the guest room's waiting for you. <laughs> it's my, you can call it my room. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you one more time to Jordan for coming onto the show and sharing all of these wonderful tips. Links to Jordan's blogs and her Instagram are in the show notes. Definitely highly recommend because I'm telling you, the view from her balcony is going to change your opinion of if you want to go to Kiel or not. Like you're going to want to go once you see it. <laughs> in the show notes, you can also find my Instagram and Twitter. That's at the expat cast. As always, I'm very appreciative of any ratings and reviews I get. So leave me five stars on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. 
leave a little comment. Tell me what you love about the show. I want to thank, as always, Amy Lungia Art for the logo and Side Hug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds with an episode about resilience in your life abroad. Till then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and stay safe. Fist on. Tschüss.